Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. It's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Block sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to the fifth episode of RPG from Scratch, and I'm with the homebrew hombres, Liam Malone. Yay! And Max Wessel. Yes, sir. And Doug will not be joining us this time. There's a terrible thunderstorm. He can't make it. And I almost died getting here, and I live very close. (laughs) We live in the fart box of America. So, (laughs) all right. (laughs) Guys, both of you were on the playtest. Yeah, I was. What do we think? I think I should have worked on my voice for like an hour beforehand, and I I just could not keep it straight. It's I, okay, it's okay if you if you're if you have bad voices, it's fine. I'm I'm yeah. there. There are some names on that randomized list that are going to be a problem. I, just, I can't do them. So. It makes us feel worse because yours were so. On yeah, point. you actually you did really well. You rocked it. Well, I was also impersonating specific people, yeah. and yeah. you were having to be. I practiced mine, and then as soon as I got here, it just. You went just went for it. Although yeah. you did, you came up with the catchphrase of of the episode, I think, which is the guff invented blank. <laughs> I thought it was a go away, Birdman. Time yeah. to dig. Yeah. <laughs> That's going on t shirts. <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, pool was not very effective, but that's majorly it, due to rolling. It felt very much due to rolling. He was hitting... He had the worst rolls I've ever yeah, seen yeah, in an he, RPG. He was hitting. He had options. It's just, even when he made contact, mm-hmm. it was the lowest possible number he could get. And that, does, like, that doesn't it's feel good. demoralizing. He did save me with that saving yeah. throw, though. I was at 9. He brought me up to 18. That kept me going. I was worried that you guys wouldn't be able to hit things, but I felt like because your chance to hit is so much lower than in D&D and Pathfinder, yeah. it was appropriate to – the enemies had a wider range of dodge ratings. Yeah. So like the, the big bad guy, the guy with the shield, he had a dodge rating of 15, and the bandits with swords, yeah. they had a dodge rating of 8. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge spread between yeah. those two. But it didn't feel out of place – it didn't feel out of place because one you could hit the shielded guy had armor so that was adding into it so we weren't hitting as hard but hitting and not doing enough damage is differently it's different viscerally compared yeah. to just whiffing i felt all it fit the with like fucking time the scrum of battle like yeah. you're not gonna hit every time yeah and it's I, not like you you hit me then i'll hit then you hit it's yeah to be. And, and i think a lot of the problems in the playtest that arose from like our playing was from our playing 
we were set up wrong near the beginning of combat. It took us a while to like figure out how to place mm-hmm. ourselves, how to do that. But everybody's going to go through that. Yeah. So yeah, we I, need to make so sure I, it's not a I mechanical loved it issue. Because we were attacked in the middle of the night. You know, we had barely any warning. It's kind of a classic yeah. tabletop yeah. encounter. Nothing, when, nothing too creative, but like it's it, it's good to test like that. Okay, they're going to surprise you. Let's see how yeah. this goes. When we phalanxed, when we got into the position where you could start picking your targets based on what is more most effective rather than what's in your fucking face, mm-hmm. the game changed. I think the a lot of, a lot of the mechanics then begin to shine. And I think the deeper you go down steps, the more movement stuff we're going to have, the more oh shit, like tricks you could pull out. There weren't a whole lot of them with just two steps. So I don't. I felt like you had a ton of options still compared to the standard first level. Oh yeah, party, no, totally. You know? I mean, especially just some of the pro moves that Keith pulled. Oh, yeah, God. Keith it, was on that, fire. Was really good. It was amazing. Yeah. One of my worries going into it is that people in 4th edition and 5th edition, the fact that you heal from zero, there's no negative HP. Mm-hmm. The fact that you heal from zero means makes it feel like death isn't real. And I was worried, like, sh- what should we do? We, we talked about a couple of things you could penalize players with. It's like, oh, if you get fucked up, like, a lot during the day, you should that should be an ongoing thing. Yeah. And, and we had a... I was like, well, what if you take every time that you take a quarter of your health in one hit, maybe it'll have a negative effect until you until you get a rest or something like that. But then Keith went down and he lost five momentum. I that think that's scary hurts, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really scary. Because that's like an amazing encounter that you would pull five momentum. That's also another fun thing with the momentum system is and, and why I think the main draw, the thing that we are doing the most different that has the the most reward that we can mine from is momentum so when you get in a point where you're starting to get hurt and you're wondering if you're going to drop the idea of spending five momentum suddenly becomes a risk reward factor of like yeah. am i going to do it anyway and just do a great thing or am i going to go down and take the hit and lose it anyway and that's i, I like that we got rid of fumbles on a one because i was thinking about this because it happened <laughs> i was planning on my next pathfinder character in case in case my uh, my cleric dies and i was like oh i want to make this kind of like hybrid fighter and brawler brawler is like a hybrid class but have it so that he has a weapon he's super good with and he refuses to use (laughs) (laughs) but then you get like brawlers flurry and stuff like that and and we use the critical fumble cards and that is so game breaking in pathfinder because i so in this at this character at level 10 Uh i would have like four or five attacks around depending not to mention like our sorcerer hands out haste so i get extra attacks so if i'm attacking five times around and i'm rolling five times that's five opportunities to critically fumble and any yes. one of those i can really hurt myself yeah it really is game breaking the only because th- you have to confirm a critical fumble and it's like you make another attack and if you still miss that attack then it's a critical fumble and you pull the card and you and you get hurt or you go blind which happened to my character already all an enemy has to do to defeat that character that i have is be hard to hit he could have one hp and if he's impossible to hit he will kill me Eventually. By making me punch myself to death. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I always hated that in 3.5 is when you hit, I think it's like 10th and 12th level, you start getting four or five attacks around, but with decreasing bonuses to the point where the last two hits that you get on anything, you could not use them and you'd hit mostly the same amount of time. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I get to roll two extra die this turn that don't matter that I cannot pay attention to unless I crit. The thing too is that like, I know that in Pathfinder, because people will probably jump up on this, is that the idea of using critical fumble cards and and the idea of critical fumbles is kind of a gray market homebrew rule where it's like, oh yeah, we'll we'll put out material to support it, but it's not really something that's in the core. I like removing it from ours because our critical fumble is you're going to spend momentum and you still fail. And it locks. Well, because that's that's saying I'm gambling with my character's ability story i'm choosing to make this an epic moment 
and if it fails, it fails epically. Yeah, I'm overextending myself to do this to begin with. I'm not totally convinced that we don't need some kind of exhaustion mechanic for like parties that don't rest. You know what I mean? Because that has to be something we, we throw in later. I almost think the answer is the opposite. What's that? I've run a couple of games, and the problem is, especially with spellcasters, they're incentivized to rest all of the time, every time, no matter what, in any situation. Right. To the lament of most melee fighters who don't give a shit. So it's, do we make a mechanic that penalizes groups for not resting? I don't know at what level that would come in, but that doesn't seem like that's ever been a problem in a group we've ever had. Um, well, there's like, things we've like... We've never had more than three encounters in a day, ever, that I can remember. Right. But well, I think that the idea is that you don't get your dailies back, right? And that's fine, but if you don't rely on dailies, you can just keep going forever. Forever? Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I we do like a resting. Bonus? I I would. I think I think it, it would a campaign you would talk about forever. Yes. Yeah. It's one where you're like, and then we couldn't stop because they were still after us. So things started getting worse and worse. So we had to start improvising. Those are kind of moments that make for me at least RPGs great. Where you're like, I don't have my weapon anymore. I don't have any of my abilities. Who am I? What can I do? You know. And I think it's something that you know is coming up. Something I that- almost want to incentivize them not to rest though. To push themselves, mm-hmm. to lose their dailies, and uh, well, you gain momentum. But you, you gain do. you gain momentum, so that's already involved. But even a fun mechanic of this, you're going past your third encounter. This is your fourth encounter. You just get a momentum mm-hmm. at the beginning of it, so like, it pushes you to go further past your limit, like a red eye bonus. Like you've been yeah. awake for four days. Yeah, not four days, but there right, should be yeah. a, there's a, a level of encounter where you're like, oh, you're doing more than you should in a day. You're you're going past it. But you're digging deep and you're finding something you didn't know that was in there. Maybe we, maybe it should be tied to days then instead of number of encounters. So like if you if you don't get a full rest, you get a negative two to all checks. Something Day, like that. Days, definitely. Yeah, um, you I get think, a negative two to all checks. But I like the idea of giving you something as well. For like, just foregoing. For well, ho- I'm yeah. not saying I, for that. I do think yeah. momentum might be the universal equalizer for that, though. The, like, the am- amount of encounters in a day that you get before you rest, the harder you push yourself, the faster you move through stuff. It'd be cool to reward your players for that. Yeah. And I think but, momentum is a good reward. Though. Is, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I would like it at the beginning. So it's just like fucking fun money. Spend it. Maybe. That's tougher, I think. Because like, I, I think momentum is its own reward. We're like, if we make it through this, we're going to get a lot of momentum. <laughs> you know, like we've we've done it. I don't know. We could table it, think about it. But it's, yeah. and that's, and that's also something that we're not going to make a decision on because we haven't gone through enough a campaign play yeah. test to and figure I, that out. I do like the idea generally that if you, um, like you go two days without rest or without yeah, getting full rest. You would hurt. Man, anybody, if you didn't if you didn't spend all day fighting every day, going two days without rest sucks. And yeah. like maybe you're you don't get any more dailies and your perceen abilities become daily abilities and your yeah. like wills like, become perceen abilities and you still gotta figure your shit out. By day three your movement just gets cut in half. Yeah, you can't <laughs> on really the field you're... day three you might as well be dead. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. If you go three nights without sleeping, you're you're a lunatic. I mean you can't <laughs> You, you, you get an insanity. I, I, do it, I do it like four times a year. It's pretty okay. What? Yeah. I went two nights consecutively with zero sleep, and I started hallucinating immediately. There was a point where I was at least once a month going two to three days. Why? Two to three days. That's horrible. I just didn't. I couldn't sleep. That's crazy. You do get loopy, but mostly you just feel kind of like high. I, straight up hallucinations. All right. We'll table that for now because we don't even understand what an extended game looks like yeah and that kind of that kind of pushing so i don't really want to get into that kind of stuff yet in our campaign we added the profession and speed to the character sheet they weren't there before now they're there and uh i was thinking during the playtest, our ad hoc rule for fire damage was okay 
but I feel like any kind of ongoing damage that builds, so fire, acid, extreme cold, decay, you know, anything like that, the damage should increase the longer that you're in it. Yeah, that makes sense. So maybe like your first round in it, you take 1d6, which is less than one, uh, what, 2d4? Yeah. So you take 1d6, and for every round that you remain in it, it gains a d6 of damage. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like our, that's fair. Yeah, nice, simple way. It'll, to... it'll keep me from doing the thing that I did. Well, well I thought, <laughs> would I thought, it though? Would it? Yeah. I thought what you did was awesome. Like yeah. it was really cool. Well, I and just did the math on two d four. What do I have to roll to actually get hurt? Pretty high up on there. So let's go yeah. and, let's and party. To, and to be fair, like with the rolls of d six, you you might have taken less damage. You know what I mean? Than, I, than I took you... no damage. Right. Okay, so you <laughs> so can't like, take less. Yeah. No, I think you took one damage once. Should there be a cap on that though? I don't think so. To five or is, something? Is there a cap of how much you burn to death? There, like, there's a, there's a put, cap of the heat that a fire produces. Yeah, but all of it. I mean, it's well past your threshold. That's true. I mean, you, you burn witches. I mean, they're dead long before it gets up to full the heat. The spot on my hand right here is 1,600 degrees, I believe. Ouch. When I was blacksmithing, I should have been wearing gloves. I was not. How? What? <laughs> I will have this spot forever. That, that seems like a newbie mistake there, Max. It was more of a we don't care because you lose dexterity when you wear gloves. True. Yeah. We still have not solved Zealotry, and I think I have some pro ideas about it. All right. All right. I think they have auras, but I think instead of auras, we give them aspects. Like, Mm -hmm. they take on a different aspect for their core. Their core is they they can switch their aspect. And I was thinking something like aspect of speed. So we're going to Lucio this guy? Yes. I think like Lucio, right? Dope. uh, I'm into this. Like, if your aspect of speed, you can disengage two spaces. Oh. It adds plus two to your speed and one to your dodge. Holy shit. It's good, right? Yeah. That alone is already super fun if that's your core and you start mixing and matching that. Yeah, well, you, you have, to have, really you have to have fun with one. that. Sure. And uh, I was thinking aspect of fear, so you're fearsome. So you only pick one or you can switch this? You can switch between them. Okay. These are just ideas. We can, pl- we can play around with them. Negative one to enemy attacks that are adjacent to you. Negative one to their dodge rating. And negative two to their skill checks, so grappling, you know, that kind of thing. I like that, but I think maybe choosing that before the battle. What was it, the Loa? You know, the voodoo priest call it be ridden by these yeah, yeah, aspects yeah. or whatever? So, like, beforehand, you have to call that aspect onto yourself. Well, what if it's what if it takes, like, an attack action to do it? Yeah. To switch? Because that would be worth it if you could all of a sudden yeah. become that. If you could change the way that you're going to play for the next several turns. Yeah. But I don't think you should be aspect to speed. Now, okay, now switch to fear, now switch to... Maybe move instead? Oh, move in- action? Instead of an attack? I think, yeah. I think I, I would like the ability for them to change mid-combat if they have to. But it, like I said, it should have something to it, not just, yeah. now I switch. I think if you yeah. get, attack might be too much, but you could find a spot for it. It might be worth sacrificing your first attack to do it. Yeah. All right, so let's let's say it's an attack action then. That's so, the, but there's always one, always on. So you're like, oh, I'm, I think I'll generally use this one. This is the one I'm going to start with. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh oh, the situation is not what I when, expected. When, yeah. When battle starts, when when you're determining battle order, and this only you affects pick, you pick it. Then this affects them and them alone. Them and them alone, except All for right. the the effects it has on people around them. Oh, like the aspect of fear. It it oh, yeah, enemies yeah, get yeah, negative yeah. one to attack. All right. Is there anything that affects allies? Aspect of hope, plus one to adjacent ally attacks. Dope. Plus two to heals done on adjacent allies. Dope. And plus two to adjacent ally skill checks. Dope. Ooh. And war, it's plus two to damage and plus one to armor. I like the, that. The, I don't think any of those are too overpowered. The no. speed, speed might be the one that we're like, okay, we got to dial that back. <laughs> but that's that's the only one I could think of. That's not even for pure zealotry. That would be fine. 
Yeah. It's that's core zealotry. If you if yeah four. if you core zealotry and then you start going magic, that could get that double disengage would yeah. be real useful. Sure, there's a lot of ways you could use it to speed back and then. But is it overpowered? I don't. I don't think, think so. Because so, you'd, you'd have, have to lose everything. You'd else. have to lose a bunch of yeah. other stuff. So for their uh, abilities and how they play apart from the aspect switching, because I think we just leave it at that for their core. We don't add any more later yeah. because. You know, you would have to. So, if, if somebody didn't pick Zealotry at the core and they went there, you wouldn't want to have to give them later on the ability to switch aspects and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It might be a pain in the ass. And all of those things will be relevant into late game. For their attacks, there was this class that I played in Warhammer Online Age of Reckoning called the Swordmaster. And it had a mechanic where you would do an attack, and that attack that you did was just a normal attack, but it, it made it so that your next attack that you did had a new effect. So, we could set them up to where they're always rolling off the last thing they did. So you make an attack and then you declare, if this attack is successful, next attack will do something? And so you just declare it from the attack before? I was thinking the uh, their healing ability, and so their step one ability that would put them on par with Radiance, would be all of them are basic attacks, so you could do melee or ranged. So you do, you do this thing where you hit an enemy and you go, my next attack will deal half its damage as healing to an ally five scores away, right? Does and that have to hit to do it? It does. Okay, that's where it brings it down yeah. to the level of Radiance. So I want to bring Ra- Radiance up a little bit. I like that because I'm like not opposed n- to that at all. Knocking life out of an enemy into an ally. Yeah. With your pure fury, yeah. you are inspiring another human being. But, but that ability creature. is also as, it's only as good as you make it. Because could you, be could say, you could say, I, I land this at will, and my next attack is going to deal half of its damage as healing. And you use a daily that does triple weapon damage, so yeah. that it's a ton of healing. Ooh, oh, I like that a lot. But I would think every single one of their abilities does that. It's it's some sort of secondary effect that only affects their next next ability. turn. Yeah. So they're they're a combo machine. Yeah, they only set up combos. Dope. And, and that would be fun to multi-class into. Mm-hmm. That would also be fun to mix with command or ice. Because that 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 will uh, that will affect the next attack whether it's granted or not, wouldn't it? Uh, I think it should. the The effect is caused by the previous attack. They get another attack. They they get to do half damage and heal. That's a good question. I that makes it nice. Let's think about that because there are reasons why the main reason why I say maybe and not yes is because command is always the most damage anybody like so ideally the way you're playing command is that if you give somebody an attack it's always going to be doing the most damage it would have done anyway i think instead let's say the zealot hits a guy and uh and his next attack will allow him to teleport uh-huh. somebody moves and then commands up before zealotry and he goes here i'm gonna have you hit a guy instead of the guy who does more damage because i want you to teleport yeah. across from him to give him combat advantage so i think it's better if but it also it makes the here's why it makes sense for the heal because it would solve one of my great panics of last game which okay. is that keith went down and his turn was going to come up before the healer could feasibly heal him yes and allowing command to just go command, fuck it like fuck it command can grant the healer yes uh, a already he can yeah. grant radiance the, the free basic ranged which he has if you set yourself up to heal he can grant the person who set themselves up to heal as a combo an attack that will heal somebody yeah but he can't let's say you you combo you you go command zealotry and you hit a target and your next attack does 
half of its damage as healing. Yeah. It wouldn't be an attack that you grant to somebody else. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Don't, no. It's okay. Yeah. I thought you're like attacks you, you granted can... by command to a zealotry character yes. should trigger their ability. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. That is the argument that we were not having. <laughs> no, I agree. You could, if he needs to trigger it early command can, command or else there'd be it. almost never a reason to use zealotry on for your command. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Dope. I'm glad we're, I'm liking that idea though. Just watching the yeah, I've got so command I, go nuts. I think the more command can do the the thing about command is that it will already. I think with the tool set that we already have, it is going to scale and be as good as the other paths get. Yeah. So I almost like that one. I almost feel is going to be the easiest to balance. Their utility is completely based on their party. Yeah, I would like to give them things where they have to hit but it grants things and it, it, it does things. I, I, I like command a lot. I, I think it's uh, it's the most unique of all of them, except for maybe zealotry now. It's the thing that was abandoned in my favorite version of D&D, and I, they I, abandoned it, it, and it was my, my favorite mind. thing. It blows my mind. They did not include it for 5th edition. Old school guys hated it. They hated Warlord? They hated Warlord. Uh, people who power game loved it, but, but like people are like, oh, you shouldn't be able to... like mess with someone else's character that's against role play they're like i don't know what you're talking about that's what bards do do you do stuff at your job (laughs) like that your supervisor tells you to i don't know what you wanted so i gave them a thing where i was thinking they their step one attack it needs to be the healing one because that's what we gave to radiance so it's a good reason for people to multi-class into them earlier but what about their core i I did a thing where it was heals adjacent allies for your charisma like a little nova heal but they're Uh both healing abilities what what would you give them that's not a healing ability that's like a cool effect you put on yourself for your next attack for radiance no for zealotry zealotry, a a core at will okay well how are we going to define zealotry Maybe maybe it's like are, are they they're healing slash what uh healing slash well he, healing slash damage all right that's it so then it's got to do damage right that's its main goal healing slash weapon damage okay so it's not going to really augment spells maybe that's the way to do because radiance does yes maybe so maybe it just pushes them your next attack will push the enemy a distance equal to your endurance that's mm-hmm. more control than damage though it requires them to do damage to land the attack yeah and they could be like okay well my next attack. The guy is about to run into combat with a healer. Uh-huh. I'm going to hit him. It is control, but so is teleportation. So yeah. is all that shit. Huh. But now they're control healing mostly. Like, yeah, that's what you've established. Yeah. We're looking for melee damage, right? Weapon no, that, I mean, that's good. It's just because it, it wouldn't be bad. We're like, even just like the next a- attack I do has a better chance to hit is even that might, that, I might, like be, that might be plus cool. to hit. That might be great though. Cause then you can, if you hit with something, you can, you can know pretty reliably. Okay. Now I'm going to heal. Because I know I'm going to hit. So you, yeah, so you do, um, your next attack has a plus two to hit. So yeah. you hit them with this, your next attack has a plus two to hit. That's pretty straightforward and and Maybe with the same solid. weapon? It would always be good. I don't, I think it's something that it does to you. Okay, yeah. Not your yeah. weapon. I like the idea of like, and uh, I'm just also, thinking of this force around Well, also you. at this, at this point, I'd rather play it fast and loose with what does what and yeah. not pigeonhole anything. Where if like, oh, that's too good. Where if, if you can mix... Like, if you make a weird sword mage out of different paths, and it's just too good, then we can start scaling some stuff back. But until someone makes that thing, also, I would be really happy to see it. Uh, until they make that thing, I don't think we need to worry about that that much. Yeah. Speaking of which, I had a uh, I had some thoughts about Radiance after Pool was playing it. Uh-huh. And I think Radiance is fine. It works well. But because he had to choose between, he had to choose between healing or dealing damage, it made his turn less interesting to him. Yeah. What if we turned Burning Ray 
into a vector like the frost one and it damages enemies for 1d6 plus charisma and it heals allies for the same maybe it's it, it's only four spaces not five you do the ray it comes out of your hand it heals allies and damages enemies does that work yeah. yes all right i mean it, it still maintains the ray yeah idea also then it's the same attack rather than two versions of the same attack exactly i like that it gives them something also, it, there's a cool thing. Well, like one of the difficulties of being a ranged character is you have to watch out for hitting allies or getting negatives because of allies. Uh, that's erased, right? Yeah, that's gone. You, you go like, through the like, allies. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. screw it. <laughs> yeah, you go through the allies and it's better if you do. I want to change Martyr to uh-huh. where when you shield an ally or an enemy to increase your Martyr score so that you can deal that as damage later, I want you also to be able to apply it to heals. And it's not just on your it's not saved for an attack like penance penance is just the effect and you choose to apply it when you either land an attack or heal and it it hits one target okay let's say you have three charisma and you've reduced three attacks so you have nine in martyr right now you do your ray yeah and it hits two allies two enemies you could choose to deal nine damage to one of those two enemies or nine extra healing to one of those two allies Okay, that's super versatile. I like it. But also, you could do it on any attack. So if you multi-class like, like Poole did into Marksman, had he hit with a bow, he could use Added a bunch then. of damage. And that'll always be useful. No matter the class or the belt. Great. Right. And I was thinking, what Radiance is missing then, because we just removed him at will, is some kind of low-power AoE heal. And I just... Kind of like a phalanx heal? Yeah. Well, Like, I, a, like a just a burst? It's a burst one mm-hmm. within uh, a few... It's cool. like a burst one within 10. And it just Dope. AoE heals. Decay. I want to change Decay. All right. I'm excited to hear about this. I really like Decay a lot. Because I was looking through their abilities, and they had a thing where the targets of your malediction instantly take a bunch of damage. And if you multiclassed into Decay, you don't have malediction. So I think, and malediction only applies to your mallet, like right now it only applies to your Decay abilities. Uh So I was thinking instead, what if malediction, it it just, whenever you hit an enemy, you set your malediction target just like before. Uh And then if you crossed path into something else, you could still, like if you're an archer, you could set some, or or a scoundrel, you could set somebody for malediction. And then when you, when you hit them, you still do deal your malediction damage. Uh Maybe the abilities in decay where it says the target of your malediction now suffers extra damage mm-hmm. maybe it's any target currently undergoing an ongoing effect all right a target of a champion's challenge somebody who's currently taking burning damage so that you don't need your core to use the decay abilities you don't need to be core decay to use it right okay it might be strange to do that maybe maybe ongoing magical effects i don't know it's no, hard because to- i like champion's challenge too a lot and that mm-hmm. is i don't know if that's I do too, but here's... If we think it's magic... Here's the thing that might be the game breaker is ice. Because ice, man, hands out ongoing effects like nobody's business. They're not damaging effects, but there's a ton of them. Hmm. So... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I like it. I think anything that opens up to new characters that we haven't even thought of. All right, well, let's try it then. Yeah, I say we keep yeah. it open. Also, um, Poole had an obligation that he has to fulfill, so he's going to step out for the time being, and uh, our friend Katie is going to take his place. And we're, we're working with her on her character right now, uh, and we think you'll enjoy her. She's a good time. I'm I am sad to see Poole go, but yeah. as far as replacements... I don't know Katie, but I'm excited. No, I, love, I like hanging out with Katie a lot. Any excuse yeah. to hang out with her sounds... I'm game. So I told her she's got to play somebody who can heal because we like <laughs> because we, we need it. Yeah. yeah, she might go zealotry. She might go radiance. We don't know, but we'll find a way to work her into the party. And here's the here's the real kicker is that she actually uh, has a degree in archaeology. <laughs> so <laughs> she's going to tell us we're all idiots. So she can't be an archaeologist in the game. That's because you have to play a role that isn't yeah. you, right? So Kelton can just explain why she's wrong. Yeah, I almost wanted to be an yeah. archaeologist in the game, just so you could be like, yeah, but you're not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wrong. Do you have the special badge? I promise I'm going to work on an accent. You don't have to work on an accent so much, because I think you have a cadence and a way of dealing with people that is distinct enough to work. It's fine. To drive people insane. Oh, to make me immediately hate you, yeah. Yeah. So Liam brought up a good point uh, two episodes ago about bashing weapons are still hindered by armor the same as everything else. And that's really their strength is that hitting somebody in armor, it, it's not going to ruin your weapon. So you can really hit them as hard as you want. And in the playtest kind of drove it home for me, too, that if you're squishy, you're kind of depending on a dodge rating. Yeah, it's bad if you get hit. It's bad if you get missed. It's true. With that, that like that becomes like if a guy with a club gets in your face, you're like, fuck. Yeah, because I can only get missed six times i can only be missed six and, times and, and you die and you not having armor is already the risk that you play, play. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, it's it is risky to not have armor there's there's a huge payout for not having armor is that you get to do crazy spell damage the suggestion you had is is that they bypass armor well i was thinking how about they bypass it only by your strength amount so for instance what what that means is that effectively if you're hitting somebody with 10 armor and you have two in strength, you're hitting somebody with eight armor. You get to cancel out the amount of armor that you have in strength. Because the idea is that your strength is what puts the extra punch behind yeah. it. That's what okay. extra that comes through. Yeah, all right. That works. Because it's like, oh, then you can just dump stuff into strength. Um, I do have a question about armor. Okay. Will that continue to scale as damage scales? It has to. I yeah. Well, because okay. I think on on I, just, I didn't. We haven't had that conversation. Yeah, I think I think we can slow down the way that damage scales compared to Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder because like that damage for characters and enemies skyrockets in those systems and in every other thing I, I've, I've and seen. It's not always the same jump per level, right? Which can make some really fun. Like, man, if your fourth level characters fighting fifth level stuff is sometimes unfair yeah yeah because they do like they almost double their damage because you gain a lot of hit points and a lot of extra like you can it's represented in the creatures too yeah well absolutely they have challenge ratings you know all that so i I think we can slow down on the increase in damage because because man getting more than six armor like what is it to say that an a piece of armor is better than full plate 
You know what I mean? It's got to be magic at that point. Right. It's got to be magic or there has Mm -hmm. to be some special quality to it that's like lore specific or it's it's made of some material. You know, it's got to be a big deal for you to get past full plate. I mean, like that's, that's, you know, a a heavy shield. You're already a tank, yeah. Like what can go through your heavy shield? You know what I mean? Like if you block something with a giant tower shield, arrows aren't going through it. Like what's going to go through it, you know? Oh, well, I have a shield that's even better. (laughs) Like, well, what does that mean? Ever worn a helmet and get hit in the head with a sword? Don't want to. It's it's ringing and it's not you know that I like the bash rule because it it's significantly better than getting hit in the head with a sword without one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fixed a lot of weapons that are uh, knights have broken, mm-hmm. just hitting each other in armor. So I like the idea of bladed weapons, maybe not, but the bashing. Yeah, I think that should really drive home. When you've seen an axe bend around armor, that's, that's bananas. Pretty, that's pretty tight. I think there is a good way to. That's something I, I kind of want to talk about, though, is magic, magical items. Uh-huh. There's a million ways we could we could handle this, and we kind of want to go the slot system for inventory because it just simplifies things. Yes, and we like don't think too much about it. Let's move. Let's get onto the role play. You know, how about a slot system for magical items like materia in Final Fantasy? Go on. <laughs> so the idea is that you could have a sword. And it's this bastard sword is as good as any other bastard sword, but you can't be slotted with a magical item like like the, it's not it's not made of the right material. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. resin enough. There it, was there was some ritual not performed to anoint it mm-hmm. to contain, and there's just not spot on. Like it's it's yeah. not built well enough to the hold. Guff didn't it. make it. Yeah, it wasn't. Guff, it was not guff. <laughs> it's forged. not guff forged. What if it's like? Well, here's a dagger, and I know you use swords, but this dagger can put two magical items on it, and your sword can p- only put one. That could be cool. Yeah, and that would it make you versatile. God, a scoundrel getting their hands on that, oh, though. That, oh, it would be dumb. Maybe you, when you get a magical item, it's a big deal, and it's something that you can remove from it and hand it to somebody else if they need it. Or, or even getting a, an, an item capable of containing... And, oh, you know, the amulet or whatever. Sure, rune is yeah, Whatever, yeah. you're like, yeah, that's like this, a big deal. This magical item takes up two slots. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You could also have a lot of fun with... um. I don't know how many materia or whatever, whatever we decide to call it, like how many of those you could carry, but also just getting a weapon, taking the magic out of it and just going, meh. Yeah. That actually sounds fun. Should you be able to take the magic out of it then? Would that be more fun to take it out? Or would it be more fun if you find things that that have the magic items in them and it's going to take a serious magic ritual to get it out? Or I think it should, I, take, it, oh, it should take a ritual. What I what I want to avoid possibility of just ruining it. What yeah. Avoid, what I want to avoid is the murder hobo loot everything you find. I want to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, I think the exception to that, or not even the exception, the thing that wraps around that. Like, why would you want any other sword other than the one that you already like and that you're used to using? Yeah, it needs to be either significantly better or light things on fire when you stab them. But like, I would that makes sense. The real the real thing though is that like maybe you can just take your weapon to somebody who can make it capable of holding more. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like they can imbue it with some some way to absorb more magical power. Even if like you give them your dagger and they're like, "Okay, we can put two slots in here. We can't give you the magic, but then you, if you're out in the field, you at least have the yeah. ability." And I like the idea of like a big bad you see he has a magic weapon. We're like Oh, we're going to kill that dude. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't use stabs, you still don't care. You're like, yeah. what does it do? Not what is it, what does mm-hmm. it do? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a that's a good thing that you can hand out too is just like, yeah, you find the thing, the materia or whatever yeah. we're going to call it, 
and uh, you don't know what it is or what it does. I mean, you could make a magic spell check, but it takes a ritual. Like, are you yeah. going to do that in the middle of everything yeah. right now, or are you nope. going to wait? you got to wait. Yeah, and we're like, well, let's hang on to that, and then it could be cursed or some shit. Like, that would be cool. It could just make it neigh like a donkey every time you use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all it We does. know what the kids want. <laughs> piggy shoes. It's plus two to hit, and it makes a donkey noise whenever you use it. <laughs> So you get a second one that's just a mute donkey from Shrek. It's just Eddie Murphy constantly talking to you. We're making but it's waffles. plus two to hit. What'd be awesome is what if it's based on each item is based on a person and it has some lore behind it. Like each one of those things. Like oh, we heard that so and so had one. This is tough because there's some like world breaking shit. Yeah. If yeah. we if we make too much into it, I, I think for conventional stuff for fire like just fire damage or it does this or it does that. Yeah. Let's not do that for like every magical item shouldn't necessarily be attached to lore but for big stuff I, we need to come up with a name for it so i don't call it yeah. materia okay uh, if it does two things or it does a super specific thing attach it to lore yeah like one in 20 items or one in 20 effects the bit yet yeah, let's just attach the big ones we can that's a, a workload that's workable and you also don't need every fire sword was you know brendan fiery's fire emporium. right well i think it should be it should be really rare it should be rare, is the idea. Yeah. But but your characters are doing stuff that will put them in contact with more of them than the average person. Yeah. Well, the average person you can't go you can't go buy a fire no. augment in the gray market or anything. No. Like you those things are passed down through generations. You know. They're sought after. People die to like make them. Mm-hmm. I like to think Keith's character has like four. Everyone's like, what? What do they do? I don't know, man. Yeah. No idea. I don't know anything about magic. <laughs> So that's that's something I want to do. If we want to, we can come up with a name for it now. I didn't really want to get too far into this one. Let's do on it. Um, and that way you're not dumping items all the time. You get to keep your own stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to, if you're like, you know what? I think I want to go with a hammer. It's like, cool. When you get back to town, yeah. you can fucking buy one. You know, whatever. You, and you don't have to make that decision while you're in a dungeon and be like, I guess I use spears now. <laughs> well, you would, though, if you were like, that guy has a, a sword. And I've always wanted, you know, to have a long sword. I'm taking his sword. Now it's mine. I use swords now. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a cool moment for you to have. But it's less cool. And like, oh, random loot drop. All right. Well, I guess this is numerically better than my weapon that I'm trained with. Yeah. I don't like the, I don't like the number crunching of it. I, Every I, game ever. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, plus, the, the plus one to attack and stuff, I think, should be ability-based. I don't want people to just throw away gear because of it i think yeah. it's you who improves your chan- chance to hit but if you want to deal an extra d6 of fire damage when you attack you need a magical you, item yeah. you need the universe to wrap around that sword slightly one of the things we lost in flavor when we switched to the s dice name instead of amped is that we changed presence to charisma and okay we lost some functionality thematically with that not in actuality but the idea is that charisma is your influence over people. Uh-huh. And presence was going to be that, but it's also your ability to resist being influenced. Uh-huh. And charisma isn't really Doesn't that. sound that way. Yeah. What Ghostbusters calls it is cool. You're keeping your cool. You're keeping your cool. And how cool are you? If you want to try to schmooze this guy over, if you want to intimidate them, if you want to bluff, you have to roll your cool. I, th- I like it, but I think it might, it might sound too gamey. I don't know. What do you guys think? It doesn't match the aesthetic of everything else we've done. But the aesthetic of the system needs to be neutral of the setting. Okay. It just fights It fights real hard with Erd. Kind of. Because, well, I mean, not if you look at the characters we're playing. Keith and, and Max are going to be making cool roles all the time for lying and 
in that context, it's like roll your cool, and it's like yeah, he believes you. You know, roll, yeah, no, but he when you but he already said it, roll your cool. No man, that I get, that I mean, I get what you're give saying. me a cool check. That whole thing is yeah. that does not sound cool or good. We yeah. can, that that sounds like I like the basic concept. I agree. We could for this setting, yeah. we could change the terminology, but we could have. But you even know, said, when you said like, roll bands. your cool, I was like, okay, teacher who showed up with a hat on trying to <laughs> sit down backwards. <laughs> Hello, at, fellow role players. Yeah, is this where I roll my? We're talking cool? about we're talking about drugs today. Does anyone here think drugs are cool? Be that's, a lot cooler if you did. Yeah, that's just what it sounds like. Let's look up cool synonyms. I'm sure we could find another c word. It works. No. That would be really fun for the uh, professional model role-playing game we'll make later. Control? Yeah, but do you roll control to bluff? I mean... You have to control yourself. Yeah, and you're trying to control somebody else. Yeah. So you roll to intimidate, you roll to control. It's not bad. It's not terrible. I mean, if you think, like, if there's something... So if you're you're in a burning building, Uh and you have to... Yeah, because you're pulling yourself together. Oh, we're talking about hypothetically. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was hoping, no, no, well, okay. the house is not currently Josh, on fire. put down the torch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maintain control. And you're like, well, I need to I need to finish this magic ritual. It's like, okay, roll your control. Yeah. Give me a control check. I like that. Yeah, so control. I, like, I, I, like I, still, control. I still like cool, because like if control. you see that on a character sheet, it's like, cool. <laughs> no, I see and go, oh, that's... Strength, <laughs> dexterity, uh, intelligence, if, yeah. cool, endurance. Here's the thing. It feels tongue and cheeky or super try hardy. Yeah. All right. Let's do. Let's so do in, control. And in, in Ghostbusters, which is nice and tongue and cheeky, I'm, I'm sure yeah. it works. But here yeah, it just sound. Got, like, it would just sound like '90s. Cool, right? Because you have in, in Ghostbusters, you have muscles, brains, cool, and moves. Uh, I like that too. And those sound good together. Yeah. But yeah, adding cool to dexterity, endurance, control does sound a lot more in line. So let's do that. And switch it to control. It's canon. Composure is good. Composure. Too. Composure. Composure is good. Yeah, I like, I like that. composure. So when you're on the ground, when you've been knocked down, uh-huh. and you stand up, do you take a tax opportunity? Hmm. It's tough, right? <laughs> there's Cause, cause there's good the reasons on here's, either side. Here's the thing. My gut says yes because it just makes so much sense. The only thing that is saying no is all right. You're on the ground. You can't do anything. Good luck, fucker. What if you what if you can spend two moves to stand up without taking an attack opportunity? So then you lose your attack. Yeah. Can you disengage knocked down? I don't think can so. Can you scuttle, scuttle away? I think what if you can move one square while down, but you would... I think you'd provoke. If, yeah, you would definitely provoke. So why even would yeah. you do that versus standing up? You'd rather stand up and take that attack. Yes. <laughs> than crawl you on the ground. Half speed. Half your speed, but you provoke. No. You're not moving half speed. No, no. On you your could belly. roll. Yeah, you're still not rolling half your speed. <laughs> I do think we're especially penalizing. If especially if you're keeping you your pocket. F- five momentum. Now you're. Well, that's if you yeah. got knocked down. That, that's if you but, fell unconscious. But that's the thing that's also going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it happened this time. So what if you. So maybe the, penal, the penalty is you get. Because you're going to be tripped. You're going to have all this shit happen to you as well. You're just going to be knocked down because somebody hit you hard. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean you're dead. You're not losing momentum. But I think. I think two moves might be the way to do it. Otherwise, you provoke an attack of opportunity. And if you're full health, you get knocked down. You're like, fuck it. I'll take the attack to stand up and hit yeah. it. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do it. But there should be a conservative option. I think that might be the conservative option. Yeah. All right. We feel good about that? feel pretty good. Two moves. I, you I don't do, provoke? I, I do want to test it. I want to see how that plays oh, out. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was really worried that the encounter would be too easy for you guys because of the low dodge rating on everybody. 
it felt really good. I was very happy. I mean, we had more gas in the tank. But most of that was getting into position was half of that fight. I, I worry one of the biggest problems that groups are going to run into is if they're a much more social group in combat. We're saying social shit and we're, we're interacting mm-hmm. with each other. But anytime somebody grants you a bonus, you you keep it in your mind and we move fast. Yeah. A lot of groups that don't, they don't care that much. And um, this is not... This is not an indictment against them. Like, I, I just, I think that they... Oh, no, they... I'm pressing charges. I've had to run those games. It's, I've wasted Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. So many Wednesday nights and going like, oh, it's your turn now. I was like, oh, what just happened? What do you mean what just happened? What, your yeah. last turn was literally four minutes ago. You couldn't pay attention for four minutes? There's too many people who are just focused on what they're going to do. Oh, there's too many people playing on their cell phones. Ugh. That is 100% a huge problem. That's I, I don't even like, even with when you, the option to have, I have a little a tablet and I could put, for Pathfinder, they, they have apps that track, you know, uh, yeah. Hero Lab. They have Hero Lab on tablets. And I thought about using that at the table because everybody else at my table is using it. And I got to tell you, I hate it. I hate that they're using it. I don't use it. I just use paper. And I always am able to pay attention. Nothing ever goes wrong. When somebody gives me a bonus, I just write a plus one next to that ability. And then I erase it when I no longer have it. And then sometimes the app crashes. It's what a fucking nightmare. I cannot stand having electronics at the table. And I think that's the number one contributor to this kind of not paying attention thing. Well, that and stacking dice. I do that a lot. Yeah, but not when things are really moving. No, but sometimes because it just I like it. it. Feels good. Yeah, it's fun to stack dice, but during combat, man, pay attention to what people are doing. It matters what they're doing. Or use D4s oh, it always does for a real challenge. <laughs> I could do it. Stack two D fours right now. <laughs> this has got serious. Do it. I want to see you stack two D fours. I was gonna do three, but do fine. three. Do three. So back to those groups that have a hard time making combat move fast. Do we, what's our responsibility to those people? Do we want to, no, 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 on top of each other. No, that's not what I meant. That, that's not stacking. <laughs> that is, they are stacked. Ah, uh, you're, 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 I said stack 2d4. Yeah. And you, you're like, well, I need two more because I need to build a pyramid. Yeah, no, no, you were the one who stipulated 2d4. I wasn't yeah, saying. and you're not even attempting it. Because you can't. That's what we were saying. So you said stack D four. I was like, I can do that. And then you're like two D four. I'm like, that is a very different. Okay. So what's our responsibility to, to the people who who have that problem where they they get to their turn and they don't know what's going on, or the groups that routinely they they complain about games like fourth edition that combat takes too long. Um, and in higher levels, I 100% agree because there's like a million effects in fourth edition. But they're talking about just the regular running games. It takes a long time. What's our responsibility to those people? Do we try to make it so that they're more encouraged to be on the money? Or do we try to create a way for to let them know what's going on when somebody calls their name without everybody at the table having to round up everything that happened again for them? Loss of momentum for not paying attention. Oh, yeah. You lose two oh, momentum. Fuck. One, yeah. I, you made the table lose momentum. Yeah. Like, um, so you lose momentum. Yeah. I, that's, you got, I think that's too harsh. But that's, 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 <laughs> well, that's too harsh. And it also, the problem is not people not paying attention once or twice in a session, punishing them for that, which is bullshit. It's the people who are never there yeah. is the problem. The fact that you brought up momentum, though, I think might be the answer to this question. Because I think the fact that we're rewarding character actions and cool cool stuff going down and combos that you set up with the characters get rewarded instantly with momentum that might be enough of a deterrent that yeah but we don't we don't have friends that play that way i well okay well you do so maybe you should run a game oh my god two of those people i'm never playing with ever again anything (laughs) you want it on record they don't have to know who they are and they'll know 
Yeah, good. Fuck them. They, <laughs> they were the. They were no. Tell they get to know. They they were the bane of my DMing existence. They were the worst two players I have ever heard of. Well, you know what? Let's take a stance against that kind of player. Like just in general, because I, I do think, I, yeah, I do think it is disrespectful yeah. to your DM. Like, mm-hmm. and well, that part, your DM went through a lot of work to set it up. And, and and here's even the situation: our cleric was a little, you know, a little nutty professor. Here's what he would do: is he would just speak through everything that just happened. He just had a hard time, kind of like remembering. Sure. So he would, he would recap to himself. Yeah, to himself. But okay. it was very quickly, and he was still there, and he took slightly longer. But you understood that that was the rhythm. It went fine. Yeah, I just didn't. I really did not like going to play with that group of five because two of them were one always going to make the dumb, funny role playing choice mm-hmm. and get locked in jail for half the session. So that's what you're doing is figuring out how to get them out of jail the entire time. Mm-hmm. Or you'd be like, "Oh, it's your turn." He's like, "Who's still up?" And I'm like, "It's on the board. You don't know how much HP they have because that's not the game." If the base problem with the game is you have to be too engaged with it to have fun or like there are people who can be not engaged enough to have fun that's a lot of board games already play yeah well i and i feel like our paths are set up to where you can see how much more fun it's going to be if you are i hope so with the game. I, I, I hope so because my worry is that i've never everybody... played like that and just in one game and you know doing command i'm like hell yeah i want to do more let's say we're we're eight years old again and we're gonna play our first tabletop game is this too complex for an eight-year-old yes for, sure. for a 10-year-old, I don't think it is. Okay. Well, I let's think say, that, I let's think say that's, we're 10. That's the big divide. Okay. All right. I, I feel like if the... <laughs> my, my worry was zealotry, right? So yeah. if you go like command and zealotry, yeah. you got a complicated job. <laughs> You're but a very complicated you character. Can, you can also not do that, though. It's true. It's true. When you were like eight, how... How many hours did you spend trying to land on the aircraft carrier in Top Gun? I don't like even want to fucking talk about that game, Max. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. God like, damn it. Just because something's hard, like that's something to build into. It's not oh, impossible. It, no, it is impossible, Max. Well, Top Gun is impossible, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't even make the rest of the game. They just made that level. It's a gelatinous cube from Wayne's World. So that'll be the thing we don't want to make is Top Gun. Top Gun. Maybe we should make, maybe our next RPG will be one where all you have to do is land on a fucking aircraft carrier and the reasons why you can't are more than just that the controls are hard. It's that there's a million things happening at once with aliens attacking and all you've got to do is land this fucking thing and you always crash. You get through a whole level of like 1942 and then you have to land. It just... <laughs> exactly. No. Trying to think of anything else that we... You got, do you guys have any any topics about the... Any thoughts on the playtest? Your character? How they acted? I'm still... Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see how it goes from here on in. A lot of the level one with the different paths seems, if not great at least viable Mm -hmm. which is my big worry i I don't want broken characters in either direction right and i don't think we have either of those yet i was worried that keith's character explicitly would be would well would be too powerful with the double strike with two daggers and and being a scoundrel so you have sneak attack i i wasn't really it it didn't seem unbalanced i mean because he was good he didn't floor me also because he is your only single target like killer liam's character so uh what's your character esmond so, trod so esmond pretty good name i, I'm really I trod i was like hell yeah <laughs> esmond trod as double fire it felt like you had to focus more on areas and groups and stuff like that but when it came time to damage one enemy and bring them down keith used helmet splitter yeah on the guff uh, leader and it was great because that was the time to use it and the character to use it on. And it worked great. It didn't feel super overpowered. And I think the reason that it doesn't is because of armor. I think you give somebody that armor, they can take several hard hits now 
But what about you, Max? You you played a character with armor. How, did it feel like you were too powerful, or that you were able to take more risks as a result? Not. It definitely felt like I could take risks for other people. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was I had five armor. I was still getting knocked down. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I was an armored shell. I was viable, but I was still vulnerable. So I th- I thought that was cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I agree yeah. too. I, I I didn't feel like it was. It was it, the armor was just enough to walk in front of some and be like, well, I can at least take this hit better. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I mean, we have a sample size now of one. You know, yeah. We, got, we have mm-hmm. one playtest under our belts, and it was a very basic combat without any ongoing effects. We haven't even talked on diseases and stuff like that, and we will eventually. But I'm not going to introduce them to the game until at least we have some kind of cornerstone to base them off. I did want to add a brushing your teeth mechanic, or you get gingivitis, and that takes away. Yeah. yeah. So so after if your character lives for forty years, you're gonna yeah. have a gum disease. It's something you're gonna have to live with. Yeah, and like I think there should be very complex rules unique to each race on how they on, take on care their of dental their, care? their gums. Yeah, I think I just, that's a really let's good go for a whole suite of like. Would, would the guff just be fine? No. Okay. Their teeth don't. Do they grow back? No, I, if I we thought, had shark people, they could say fuck. It. They, that was oh, that's their only I, racial power. I, I thought that is that they they get they to ignore all the dentistry teeth. rules. That yeah, we I thought create. I thought that pig saliva was more. Their teeth were denser, but their saliva is more corrosive, so they, it's hard for them to get gum disease. Interesting. I have no idea. I'm not sure of that. Okay, I don't think that's a fun thing to look up. So we'll, ask Katie. Do it. <laughs> we'll ask Katie. We'll ask Katie next week. Yeah, Katie. Yeah, she's, she's an archaeologist. Yeah, she she's knows arch- about she knows about guff artifacts. Okay, yeah. we're uh, that's this is an ancient guff toothbrush, a very rare thing to find because they don't get gum disease in their teeth. They don't eat processed foods. Why would they have them then? Shut up! The guff invented it. <laughs> they saw the troubles that other races yeah. were having, and they, and they decided, were like, "Well, we should we should, we got to nip this in the bud." And, and you know yeah. that the guff invented altruism, so yeah. they just went for it. That was a Savathian. Uh, they didn't brush their teeth. <laughs> the whole yeah. civilization collapsed overnight. All right, guys, well, we're going to call it here. Uh, this is the end of the episode. Thank you, everybody who's listening. This is so rad to have you guys. Thank it's- you so much. And always, you guys can reach out to us on all the social platforms. You can get it on our Patreon, patreon.com slash RPGFS. You can comment on anything we post, even if you're not a patron, and you should be. And you can always find us on facebook.com slash RPGFS. Find us on Twitter at Homebrew Hombres. You can find us on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash RPGFS. And you can find us on Instagram at RPG from scratch, one word. And until next time, guys, make sure you stand watch and get a full rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.